Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, because you are listening to Gridiron Guys featuring Taylor and Dom at our sports desk here at CM Life, the number one sports reporting paper for CMU football in Mount Pleasant. Welcome to Gridiron Guys, the Central Michigan Life Sports Podcast. My name is Taylor DeSormo. Uh, here with me is Dominic Mastrangelo. How you feeling today, Dom? I'm feeling okay. And uh, so we, we're going to get to football, but there's actually some basketball stuff going on, right? That's right. The uh, men's team here at CMU was picked number one overall in the Mid-American Conference preseason poll the first time since 2003. That's happened. They return all five starters, and it should be a very exciting year of men's hoops at CMU. It's going to be very exciting. I'm looking forward to it. But first, we have some a little bit more football action to go. We're eight games in, at least four games to play. Right. Akron this weekend, Saturday at 2 p.m. Uh, what are your your initial thoughts about this matchup? Well, it should be a pretty handy victory for CMU. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, Akron's bad. They've been bad for a long time, and they've had zero success against CMU. I mean, they've won, CMU has won seven straight mm-hmm. in 10 of the last 11 meetings. So, I don't think that'll change. I think CMU really rolls into Ohio and rolls out with a pretty easy victory. Okay. Well, Ball State came in and had won five in a row before facing CMU. Obviously, that didn't matter too much last Saturday. How much do you think, like, looking at that past history, how much does that importance does that hold going into a game? Well, I think that CMU might not be as good as it has been in recent years this year, but they've played well and they're on a roll right now. They're trying to extend their winning streak to three games for the first time this year, and it would be great to have that kind of momentum for the Chippewas. Um, entering the bye week and then a huge matchup with Toledo down the road. Okay, so going into last week, I think the Chippewas were, was it seven-point favorites? I believe so. And now this week, there are only three-point favorites at Akron. Would you say Akron's a better football team than Ball State? That is the question. I'm not sure that they are mm-hmm. on paper. Um, again, we've got to remember the thing that was crazy about that Ball State game was the way that Ball State really kind of refused to move the ball down the field and just mm-hmm. kept shooting themselves in the foot the Cardinals did. Um, in that second half, I mean, they didn't pick up a first down until the very last drive of the game where they got two, and then they actually scared the crap out of CMU half. on the second half. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I just I don't necessarily think that Akron is that bad in terms of offense. It's defensively speaking, and in the secondary, um, moreover, that they'll probably have issues against Cooper Rush and the high-octane passing attack of the Chippewas. No doubt. Looking at Akron, they're ninth in the MAC in passing yards allowed with 259. But actually, their rushing defense is pretty stingy. They're first in the MAC and 14th in the country, 106 yards per game. I think that just shows you uh, it's definitely going to be all Cooper Rush on Saturday. Um, even with Jaire Hayes supposed to be back after missing two weeks with an injury, that's what Bonamigo told us today. So you're expecting a rush show again? Uh, it should be. I mean, Cooper just has not missed a beat. Um, his mistakes that he has made, some have not all been his fault, and mm-hmm. very few of them have been minute. I think only one of them was brought back for a touchdown. I okay. want to say it was early in the yep, season. Yeah, well, that was uh, Buffalo, wasn't it? It, I feel was, like it, it was in garbage Buffalo. time. It was definitely in garbage time, and again, Cooper is... When Cooper makes a mistake, um, the coaches, the players, everyone just kind of shrugs it off because they know that he's going to go back out there and, and do what he does best, and that's move, mm-hmm. move the ball down the field. So I do expect a big game from Cooper, and I expect CMU's veteran leaders, guys like Blake Serpa, mm-hmm. possibly Jesse Kroll to have another breakout game. Right. Um, it should be um, it should be a pretty easy victory for CMU. Even looking at Cooper's stats, I think he was, what, 30 for 38 last week. Yep. Over 300 yards. The first two touchdowns were – or the only two touchdowns were in the first half. Right. That interception, though, I, I really don't put that on him, do you? No, I mean, it was a toss-up play. and I mean, both Anthony Rice and the defender came down with the ball. It was late in the game. It 
could have been disastrous for CMU, but I really, again, don't put it on Cooper. I put it more on a great play by the defense. It could have. I think it was, it's safe to say last week was a close call, 23-21 yes, yes. against a, a Ball State team that's not as good as the Chippewas, let's face it. Um, do you think that that's any kind of a wake-up call maybe for the Chippewas? Like, hey, they, you, you guys might have an easier schedule these last couple of games, but these teams aren't going down easy. It was sort of a smirking victory for CMU. They knew that they really flirted, flirted with disaster there, so to speak. Um, so maybe there is an intense level of focus, but I think, again, I don't think Akron is as good as, as Ball State, and I know that's not saying much, um, but CMU will probably be more highly focused knowing that, again, they, if they can get to the bye week, they got a big matchup with Toledo coming, coming up. Um, they should be in a pretty good position to, to maybe end up in Detroit at the end of the year. Yeah, no doubt. Looking at Akron's schedule, they are, they're they 3-4 and four so far this year, 1-2 and two in the MAC. Coming off a of bye week, mm-hmm. that's, that's got to be helpful, but um, I guess Buffalo came off a of bye week too, and Chippewas couldn't top them. Well, and Akron is or the, did top them. The, the third team in the last four meetings, four last four games. Mm-hmm. The CMU has had to play off the bye, and you can tell when Bonamigo and the players talk about it. I mean, they don't think it's fair, but they also know it's out of their control. And I think Bonamigo said something interesting two days ago when, when we spoke. He he really he, he understood, he made it clear that he understood um, that these things do balance themselves out. I mean, this year it's CMU's turn to get screwed by the scheduling by the schedule makers. Um, next year it'll be somebody else. So yeah, maybe it's not fair, but again, time to recoup is also time to get rusty. So we'll see uh, which Akron we get. Well, we'll see if we recoup again this weekend. Um, I think the schedule makers, the, the Chippewas might not be so mad at them in the last couple of games this year. Besides the Toledo one, um, they have Akron, who's three and four and one and two in the MAC. Kent State, who's right about the same, and then Eastern Michigan, which I mean, you never want to say a game's an automatic win, but that's probably as close as you're going to get in the right. schedule. I profile this on cm-life.com uh, towards the end. You know, I just take a quick look at the rest of CMU's schedule. That, frankly, after Toledo, the players you'll never get the players to admit it, and you certainly won't get Bonamigo to admit mm-hmm. it. But it's smooth sailing from here. I mean, Eastern Michigan, Kent, who's usually pretty bad. I mean, it's the kind of thing where. You have to play to your strengths. And if CMU does that against really any of the opponents they have left minus Toledo, mm-hmm. um, th- those are easy wins. Looking at those last four three games, or four games minus Toledo, which one do you think is the most likely the Chippewas could trip up? You're saying with the Toledo game or without? Without, not even thinking about the Toledo game, those other three. Uh, probably Kent, just because Kent's been up and down this year. They got blown out by Illinois early in the year, but have played some some folks tough in the non-conference schedule too. So, um, again, on the road in the middle of the week, you know, especially if you, if you yep. I would say Nine if you game. beat Toledo, um, then maybe you you bring the shoulders down a little bit and say, hey, you know what, this is uh this is our Mac West title to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I had to pick one, it would be that one. But honestly, I, I don't see that happening. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I would probably agree with you there. Midweek, you never know what's going to happen in those games. Right. Um, Kent State's not not a terrible team, but um, you, you never know what a team can do at home. So I think that'll be an interesting matchup in a couple weeks. Akron, I, I don't know if it's exactly um, a, a giveaway. Looking at this running game, I don't know if they're going to be able to get much on this stingy Akron Zips defense. Um, but would you say that the running game has been slowly progressing a little bit? Well, they definitely had their best game of the season um, last week, mainly because of Martez Walker, who mm-hmm. was great. I mean, he was running aggressive. He wasn't ducking out towards the sideline. I mean, he really was, was on a mission. It's frankly because he knew he had to be. That's what Cooper Rush even said after the game. Martez really showed us his toughness this week. And um, and I was impressed by what I saw. Now if they get Hayes back, now that takes a little bit of pressure off of Martez, I wonder if his intensity and his effectiveness running the ball will 
be where it was last week with Hayes in the lineup. Um, but they need all the help they can get. I mean, this is still, please, let's make no mistake about this. This is not a good running football team. Um, but if they, they need to have some balance or else people will not play Cooper Honest and that will lead to interceptions and, and other mistakes. Yeah, no doubt. I had a story up on, on SeamLife.com earlier this week about the, the carousel of carriers. Just kind of, it seems like they're handing the ball off to somebody new each time. Um, Jare Hayes should be back. That should be more of that inside power rushing um, back that the Chippewas have been really missing. Um, I think Martez will still get a good Good quality. Uh, he'll have some carries. Yeah. I don't know about Romello Ross. He might get a couple, depending on if he gets hot. Maybe he'll get some more. And I, I don't think Jay Roberson. This this suits very well for him. Well, poor Romello Ross. You know, is now burned a year of eligibility because he's played in the second half of of the season. So, yep. I understand that he's new, and I understand that there was a need, but. I do feel that Bonamigo feels a little bit of obligation to maybe get uh, Romello Ross some touches. Maybe it's in garbage time. Who knows? Maybe it's you know in a key spot where they need a first down. Mm-hmm. But um, even special teams, Bono said something yeah. has to happen now that uh, that he's on this team and, and is expected to perform. Yeah, he's a good athlete. You might as well use him, right? Right. So that'll be that's an interesting uh, aspect of this game. Um, what do you think is the one thing that Chippewas need to do on Saturday to take down the Akron Zips? Avoid the penalties, especially mm. in the red zone. The offensive line was horrible in this category uh, in the win over Ball State. I mean, senior center Nick Beamish committed two that were pretty inexcusable, a false start or a snap infraction, and then a clipping in the red zone that made it so that CMU had to trade what was going to be ultimately a touchdown uh, for a field goal. That game isn't that close if Beamish doesn't commit those penalties. So, I mean, if you can't have ownership and if you can't put the blame on your senior center captain, then who can you? So that's something that they're going to need to avoid, not just Beamish, but the entire offensive line. Yeah. And, you know, some pass interference calls against me. It was just a penalty-ridden game. And, yeah, I get it. The weather wasn't great. I understand you're fired up to beat a team that you've really struggled against recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I wrote in uh, last week's paper, you know, <laughs> penalized teams don't win championships, and they very rarely win close games. Yeah, you talked to Nick Beamish this week, too. What, what did he think of those those penalties? He shrugged it off. He understood that it was a mistake that was made, but at the same time, um, it's the kind of thing where it is a, is a mental mistake. You know, they do talk about, and Bonamigo even said, you know, what the rules are, what you can do, when you can do things, when you you know can't do things. It's, it's an interesting sort of dynamic um, on a football team, you know, mm-hmm. who's going to be the one to step up and say, hey, man, you're not doing your job or you're costing us. I mean, Bonamigo said these penalties are costing us the football game. And, yes, they're only the third least penalized team in the MAC, But later in the year, those penalties are more costly in tighter games. Yeah, those 10 penalties I think is kind of concerning. But seeing only 55 yards, it's actually less than their season average. And they're third in the league um, in the MAC with – with 55.1 yards per game. So I think I look at that and I see, like, okay, they're having a lot of these little penalties, five yards pretty much almost every time. I think they average 5.5 yards per penalty. So those penalties aren't the huge ones that put them, like, those personal fouls that'll kill you, that'll absolutely just stall drives. But, I mean, going from second and 10 to second and 15, or maybe you get a big first down run, but then there's a penalty and that moves you back. I think there's those little things that sometimes can can really make a drive more difficult. and I mean, you always got to love Cooper Rush back there. You can, you're can, a little confident on third and 40, but you still would rather third and five, third and two, and whatnot. Yes, third and long is not ideal, as Bonamigo says. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming down to it, what's your prediction, Dom? I think you just wrote out your staff pick. Um, who are you picking for this Saturday's game between Akron and CMU? Got to gotta go with a big blowout win for CMU. I got CMU 41, Akron 13. Really? Okay, I think it's going to be a little closer than that. I think, I'm think i thinking of going CMU 31, Akron 23. So 
Yeah, it's a three-point spread. Dom, you, you really like the Chippewas this weekend. I, I think the Chippewas will pull it out too, but one of these weeks, I mean, they, they barely pull it off against Ball State, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, looking a little bit more at the MAC, um, Chippewas have a week off next week. That will be, um, it's got to be helpful for them, right? Are they looking forward to that? Well, in turn in the health department, yeah. they got a bunch of banged up guys that need to get healthy for the, the home stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, even starting, we got some midweek action starting even tomorrow. Western Michigan and Eastern Michigan. Is that game tomorrow? It is tomorrow night. Tomorrow. At, uh, I think, yep, it's in East Lansing. Not East Lansing. It's in uh, Eastern <laughs> Michigan. So it's in Ypsilanti, yep. Um, Western still 20-point favorites. Will you be watching that one? If I get some time, yeah, maybe I'll tune in. Maybe if uh, if Western's down maybe in third quarter or so. Which will not happen, so. You, you don't have that happening? No. That'll be a good one. we got some some interesting stuff. There's actually not too many games this weekend. There's those two on Thursday, and then you got CMU and Akron on Saturday. UMass and Ball State also on Saturday. Um, are there any other games you're really interested in this week? Or I mean... Really? Maybe keep an eye on what Ball State does the rest of the year, mainly because I think Pete Limbo's getting fired, their head coach. But I think so. People don't agree with me on that, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you got to root for the for the Cardinals here on, especially when they're playing MAC West teams. Right. You want them to take down the Western Michigans and Northern Illinois and Toledo's and well, all those to help you, your you case. You root for NIU too, since you beat them. So. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, Next week is what we've been all been waiting for. You got the Chippewas have the break, but there's some interesting games going on in the MAC, and they'll actually be um, a week from what day is today? Same Wednesday. Yes, it's Wednesday. So less than a week from today, we have Northern Illinois and Toledo. That's on national TV. It's a big deal. That's a huge one. I mean, if NIU wins, then it's really just a crapshoot in the MAC West. Well, what it means is that if CMU beats Toledo the following week, it's basically going to come down to CMU and Western. Yeah, which would be. Something. Which, Especially which Western still has to play Bowling Green and IU and a bunch of other really good schools. I kind of wish that this was like Major League Baseball. If you were tied at the end of the year, that, that it's not like tiebreakers, but you got to play another game. And yeah, nobody has time and health resources for that. Oh, I'd love that. Like, if we could see Western and Central again, there's no way it's going to happen the rest of the year, but I, I would pay money to watch that game again. Me too. That was, that was a good one. Also, Ohio and Bowling Green next week. Ohio maybe not as good as we thought. Yeah. But they could still take down Bowling Green. Um. I guess you really don't care what Bowling Green does unless they're playing a Mac West team, right? Right. Um, some other interesting ones. and That's CMU's week off. Then the following week, it's that Tuesday game against Toledo at home at Kelly Shorts. Um, you expecting a lot of people out for that one? Who knows, man? It's such a crapshoot. I know it's a pint night here in Mount Pleasant. You know, <laughs> a big uh, social attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see some uh, Toledo fans who usually travel pretty well up here in Mount Pleasant. It's really not that far away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Especially if they're still undefeated at that point. It'd yep. be a, a top 20 team in the country, which Coming is something. Because I think what's CMU's only beaten one ranked team. That was Michigan State. Correct. Are they 19 or 21? Uh, I think we were 18. Somewhere around there. So there's a good chance Toledo could be higher than that when they come in. Correct. So if CMU ends up beating Toledo, is that the biggest win ever for CMU football? Uh, I don't know if I go that far. It might be the biggest conference win. Okay. Yeah, definitely. It definitely would help them in the race for the MAC. Mac West title as well. All right, Dom, I'm going to put you on the spot here. We've got 13 Mid-American Conference teams. Give me your top five. Top five Mid-American Conference teams. Yep, ranked in order. Okay, I'm going to go Toledo number one. All right. Bowling Green number two. Okay. I'll go Western number three. Mm-hmm. I'll go CMU number four. Okay. And Ohio number five. Ohio, okay. That's interesting. I've been looking at actually 
reading some of the Hustle Belt rankings, they always intrigue me. And I, they keep putting Northern Illinois above Central Michigan. What do you think of that? I think they didn't watch the game that we played against them. It's quite interesting. I mean, I know it was rainy, and, and then you played decently in the first half, but I think CMU beats Northern Illinois. they got to be They always higher. get that respect because they're always in the MAC title game. So. That's true. They're, they've been there a lot lately. And uh, I think it would be quite interesting, actually, to see if another team can kind of break Northern Illinois' streak because they're kind of holding the serve. It's like... No matter what, they still find a way to make it into that championship game. Um, so you didn't even put it in your top five. Would you have number six? Probably, yeah. Okay. I think it's pretty clear that the top tier is Toledo and Bowling Green. Would you say that? Oh, yeah. And I, th- I think that would be a pretty good championship game. I might even argue that Bowling Green's better than Toledo, even though Bowling Green's not ranked. Their quarterback, Matt Johnson, has just been a beast. Um, they're... They've lost a couple games this year, and Toledo hasn't, but they've been to pretty solid teams. And yep. I think those are pretty two really good teams. Then you have Western. I think you have to put Western in front of CMU, just the way things panned out in Kalamazoo. Yep. Um, Ohio, they're a tricky team. They just got blown out by Buffalo. Yeah, but I'm not sure that that might have been a fluke game. Okay. Yeah, that's it's an interesting one for sure. There's definitely a couple different tiers in this in this MAC um, standings. Um, yeah, that's about it. Any any good games going on this weekend outside the Mac? Uh, I think College Game Day is in t- at Temple in Philadelphia. Yeah, because the, they're playing Notre Dame, right? Yeah, I think that's it. That's kind of interesting. When Temple's, what what conference are they in? Are they in the uh, Conference USA? Okay, so there's a chance that seem you could see Temple maybe in a bowl. Possibly that'd be that'd be an interesting one. Um, yeah, there's there's some decent games this week. I mean, it's college football, like we said last week. You never know what's gonna happen. Uh, Ole Miss and Auburn. Auburn had a pretty good one last week with Arkansas, huh? Yeah, and they lost. Four overtimes. That's crazy. Um, Syracuse and Florida State. Syracuse, uh, they got, they're three and four. Scott Schaefer's getting fired. I think so. They, they beat the Chippewas in overtime. Um, going down the list, Oklahoma State, they're up to number 12. They weren't ranked when they played CMU. No, yeah. They're 7-0. and They're playing Texas Tech. That's kind of... Are you, are you rooting for Oklahoma State? Oh, yeah. Why the hell not? Yeah, they're a pretty good team. Uh, Michigan and Minnesota has got some... Yeah, I know. Poor Jerry Kill retired today. Yeah, it's definitely a sad story. Yeah. Uh, look into that if you haven't heard about it yet. Um, Notre Dame and Temple, that's really the the big one. Nine versus 21. It's kind of a crappy week in college football, to be honest with you. Yep. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, did you happen to see that Georgia Tech uh, finish yeah, last man. week? Yeah, it was weird. So, who was, that was against uh, Florida, State. Florida State, who was ranked pretty high up there, and... Georgia Tech was, they were supposed to be pretty good at the beginning of the year, and then all of a sudden they just like tanked, they lost five in a row. They blocked the kick or whatever? They blocked a, a field goal that would have won it for Florida State. Right. And then like they their coach back. told them, hey, just go down. Don't don't try and run with it. They were afraid they were going to fumble it and Florida State would score or something crazy. But the guys didn't even look. He's just holding the ball. He goes all the way to the end zone. I think that might have been a crazier finish than the Michigan-Michigan State. What do you think? Maybe not for people in this state, but definitely the added layer of the coach, if you just disobeying your coach's orders to go win the game, that's that's, can't make that up. And it's crazy that Georgia Tech was the clear underdog. Florida State um, almost won it. It just seems like there's been a lot of crazy finishes, especially when it comes to kicking in the final play. Any given Saturday. What do you think of CMU's kicker? Brian Evie? Brian, you trust him? Mick, West Player of the Week. Heck yeah, yeah I trust him. Guy hit his career long against Ball State, and he has more confidence this year than he did last year, and that's really the key for him. No doubt. He had a 47-yarder last week, like you said, career long. Three for three, hit both of his extra points. I feel like uh, it's easy to rag on Matt kickers because they, 
they can miss a 30-yarder sometimes. We might have the best know. kicker in the MAC. Yeah, knock on wood. He won the special teams player of the week. And I think last year was like you're kind of nervous whenever it got more than 35 or 40. Right. You knew he could hit it if he if he hit it right. It wasn't a sure thing, but, but now it's more of a sure thing. Yeah, and he's only he's only a junior, right? Yep. So that's it's got to be good news for the Chippewas. I mean, I, you never know with the swirling winds, and he hasn't gotten a ton of chances, but right. I, I think he impressed some people last week. So. Well, obviously, if he got that award. That's true. He at least impressed the people down in the MAC offices. Um, so that's about it. Uh, anything else you wanted to add, Dom? No, I don't think so. I think you should expect a CMU victory this weekend and then the, uh, lots of basketball coverage during the bye week. <laughs> Definitely. There'll be some good stuff. Um, check out cmlife.com. There'll be all kinds of stories. We'll have a football preview of a Friday Top 5 again. Um, we'll have all kinds of different things. Um, also check out the paper. Hoping to have some good stuff for Thursday's edition. So um, that's about it. Follow us on Saturday, too. We'll be tweeting from the CM Life Sports account, the CM Life, the main account. Um, we'll be hopefully doing some periscoping. We will be Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, everything that we can think of. Um, so feel free to follow us there. Um, um, let us know what you think of the game, and hopefully we can keep you up to date on that. Uh, that's about it for the Gridiron Guys. My name is Taylor Stormo, the sports editor here with Dominic Mastrangelo. Thank you, and enjoy the game this weekend.